Good evening, everyone. It's the best night of the week, and one of us isn't wearing pants. Find out who at 11. <laughs> We're going till 11? No, I don't for three hours. You gotta hang out at the after party afterwards to find out the real answer. <laughs> Get those extra subscriptionies to the Patreon, because uh, people want to know who's pantless. It could be anybody. Uh, I, got, I got to throw this out there. Friend of the show, uh, Ken, my buddy from Philly, who lo- loves Glass Cannon, listens to this, he'll be listening to this, sent me an amazing text of he literally cut... He's like an office, he's a VP at a company, so he's an office guy, and he cut one of his blue Oxford shirts in half, literally in half, and just sent a picture of him like drinking coffee with his gut sticking out, and then another (laughs) picture of a Zoom call, a screen cap with him with the same exact shirt on, with like all these people on the call. (laughs) Like, man, people getting bored in quarantine, it's like any form of entertainment. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 hot in some of some of these places where you guys are. You got to let it breathe down there yes. and up there. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but I'm sure Twitch has certain rules. You can't show feet. I'm sure they frown against genitals. So uh, we're just gonna do the show uh, the way it was intended. Uh, I we can only tell see... you all how many times I've seen Troy's feet. It's like oh. it's like we're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie, except it's Troy's stream, and whenever we're not on Twitch, he did those feet just get up in that camera. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be a white gym socks guy. I thought you'd be like classier. <laughs> no, white gym socks. My wife finally talked me down to the ankle sock, but that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> you weren't a big fan of the Fab Five at Michigan? When, no, when no, no, no. I wear socks with boat shoes and it drives her crazy. And I'm like, oh, well, my God. I don't want to. I sweat. I sweat a lot oh, down there. Oh, my God. So I got onto that. What is it called, Troy? You, you got me onto it. The mail order, like, clothing thing where you like. Stitch you fix. Get, stitch hey, fix. If you right. want to do stitch fix, email me and I'll get money. Right, right. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like 800 people. Kind of like, do we all, <laughs> all quote Troy LaValle? I send my personal email out. <laughs> you get like $25, $25 in the mail. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was doing Stitch Fix, and I was like, I need to up my sock game. Because uh, I just do the same exact thing. just athletic socks, sweat socks, ankle socks, that's it. And so uh, I was like, you know, when I wear boat shoes, I look like an idiot. So send me something. I put in the thing, and the, the designer sent me these socks that are so tiny they just like cover your toes and then wrap around and cover like half the back of your heel and they're like pink and i was just like i i don't know if i can do this i I took those to me on a very very hike heavy uh trip i once went on and it was the biggest mistake i've ever made in my life They just constantly were sliding down around the bottom of my heel, and I was constantly stopping and pulling the little... Like, they have this little thin elastic like a, pit. Yes, it's like a little plastic, yeah. Like, yeah, elastic, rubbery little tab to try to hold it to your skin. It won't hold up through a hike, Grant. No, no, <laughs> no, no That's no, not no. on the packaging. I, I, have, the hard way. I have no interest in uh, upping my sock game, but I do have a phenomenal pair of socks that is my favorite. There she is. Oh. Just pink socks with two Persian cats. Doesn't get better than that. Sorry, ladies, I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I like to just wear these around the house and nothing else. 
Oh no, <laughs> Grant has left the building. I feel like Grant's, I feel like we're going to see more socks. He's going to come I, back with just wearing a sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no, no, no! Try to shut us down. Grant always takes the bit too far. One step too far. <laughs> it's really too much. My favorite uh, moment. I was just in the the office this week, and I found the. Uh, the quarter-inch headphone adapter that Grant broke when he slammed the table too hard that one Androids and Aliens stream and broke Troy's headphones. Troy I know. Was so oh mad. my god! He's twenty-five feet so away from me. Mad. He slams the table and breaks my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember Troy being like, "I hope it was worth it. Hope that bit was worth it." <laughs> Grant, yeah, Troy was just enraged. It was worth it. <laughs> We should just leave a stack of phone booths next to your station so we get angry and just rip those. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm enjoying an ice-cold Bud Light seltzer tonight because someday we're going to be sponsored by Bud fucking Light. (laughs) Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. That'd be a good commercial, though. It's like uh, like the Frank's Red Hot. They're like, I put that shit on everything. The grandma will say it and they'll bleep out shit. Bud fucking light. <laughs> the only choice for tabletop gamers who haven't left their house in months. Nah, brah. I am on our friend McD's homemade for loco recipe on <laughs> oh, ice, God. baby. Oh, my God. Shit. We should... For the record, no, he's not. <laughs> I think that's a uh, diet already. Orange Crush. <laughs> you got me. It does look a lot like Homemade for Loco, though. You could you pulled that off. <laughs> I like the idea, by the way, that Bud Light needs us to advertise for that. They need it. Bud they need Light. It. Well, think about it. If you're playing along sesh with your best with your best pals, sometimes you don't want to drink 20 crafties because you might have a, a CR8 encounter at the end of the night and you're trashed. Think about our friends who like start drinking Jameson when we're going over the recap from last session. By the end of the six-hour session, they're falling down. Well, I'm like, well, I um, really uh, worked hard to prepare this high-level spellcaster, but now you're all blackout drunk, so I guess we'll uh, end the session here. And your Bud Light Seltzer. They want us to sponsor because you can drink a hundred of these during a six-hour session and then drive home. Bleep that. No, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. For the record, no, you can't. I I guess. I wonder, Matthew. Do you think people think I was being serious that we need to qualify that joke? Think people think Troy was endorsing drunk driving by saying I should drink a hundred of those and then drive? Do you think Troy really meant that? I think Troy, that I think, is a legitimate discussion. I think that you would be shocked at how many people think that. I, after I, you said that. I really don't think so. If you do, you need to take real reality lessons and comedy lessons. And uh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew won't be teaching either of those classes. Uh, we're going to have some yes, fun tonight. Here we are playing a fantasy game and saying lots of things that are so true. Who knows the difference? Who just, can tell that the line, where the line is? I think if you do have that kind of influence over an audience, Bud Light should definitely hire you to be a spokesman. Right. <laughs> That's you what I'm saying. It all comes message. back to that. Or Stop the government should, because if drunk. you're encouraging that many drunk driving accidents, they got to pay you just to stop. This is why. Yeah. This is why comedy is over. It's over. <laughs> gonna qualify fucking everything now. Don't get me started on comedy. We're gonna make some laughs tonight. Some safe humor. Maybe some some unsafe humor. God forbid. 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to start by cutting off some pieces of bodies. I don't encourage that in real life. I should probably let the fans know. This is just a fantasy thing that we're going to do for our fans. Troy the Valley insulting the fans since 2015. Uh, so fired up. I got bursitis. It's making me angry. Yeah. Oh, just oh, yeah. living in pain does that to you. Living in pain. How's your How's your tennis elbow? It's. It, I wish it was tennis elbow. It'd be gone by now. I got uh, got some bursitis. Went to see uh, orthopedist today. Whole. Thing my Bob uh, on, an, on an antibiotic, but she said I could still drink. So, for as long as it was Bud she Light Seltzer, it's Bud Light Seltzer. Specifically <laughs> said, on antibiotics. <laughs> they say it heals your bursitis. <laughs> <laughs> just Nine out of ten doctors recommend Bud Light Seltzer for bursitis. You just drop it right in, let it dissolve, swish it around, <laughs> and you're good to go. Oddly enough, the more I drink of these, the less pain I feel in my elbow. <laughs> so it must work. Oh, oh boy. If you're God. just joining us for the first time, I hope you'll come back. Um, <laughs> if you're an old listener, just hang out. We're going to have some fun. Uh, last sesh, you guys were angry where I ended it. Joe, you were specifically were like, you ruined it. You ruined That's right. it. That's right. Why was that? Because the mood was so intensely set. That you just yeah, I mean something to... happened. Well, something happened. It was literally in the last two to three minutes. That's all it yeah. was. It was like we were joking. We were making a lot of jokes. Cars are obviously c- crushing it. Uh, and uh, as soon as he walks in the church, just joke, 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 hammering him. And then, but all of a sudden, you started saying that like you don't want money and that you want uh, that, that that you are a conduit. To, you don't do the healing. You're a conduit of Zonkuthan. And then it. To me, I get into it. I love this shit. And I started thinking like, Zon Kuthon is literally going to heal me. And what is the payment for that? And I started going into the spiral of like, it's going to be pain. It's going to be real bad. And then you were like, cut something off. How much healing do you want? And I immediately started going, how much healing do I want? I started really thinking about it. What do I need to cut off? What do I need to do? And I didn't want a week to think about it. I wanted to just go, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. and the mood was so intense. And then you're like, oh, it, Rick. And I was just like, <laughs> damn it, LaBelle. You can't go one minute over. You can't go one minute over. If you think this is going to take a minute, then uh, I really need to fill some time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if it is. I mean, here's the setup. You guys are exploring Carpad, a, uh, a barony uh, deep in Nidal, uh, an area of Galarian that is completely dedicated to the worship of Zon Kuthan, the Prince of Pain, uh, a, a deity who's like to worship him is just pain. Self-inflicted pain, for the most part. You met with the Baroness, and uh, you know she came from a very pious family. Her arms are covered in a patchwork scheme of scars. She's missing uh, digits uh, on some of her fing- uh, some of her hands that were uh, self-cut off in worship of Zon Kuthan. It's a fucked up religion. So as you're investigating uh, what's happening in this town, where this disease is coming from, uh, are the Kyle, the Fetchlings, are they responsible for this? And what else is going on? You guys end up in the Chandlery, uh, the local candlemaker's shop, 
people have been going missing and you find out that they are there. They are there because they've been abducted by the candle maker who's now dead and given over to a lurker in light. A lurker in light who tells you, it's cool. I got the Baron's permission to do this. So why don't you take it up with the Baron? Well, you're like, first we gotta have a battle and kill you. And so you do. Um, Did he get out of there? Yeah. He did. Okay. He did get out of there. Yeah, so you didn't kill him. He uh, was able to Dimension Door out after uh, you took out his uh, human companions. He Dimension Door's out of there. He's gone, so uh, you do know that he has... uh, made some sacrifices of some townspeople. You find their bodies in the other room, and they perhaps were the ritualistic sacrifice that brought a satyr from the first world into the woods somewhere north of Carpad. No thanks! But right before that, you fought two shadows. Two shadows that left Braven on the brink of death, and the rest of you with strength, uh, effective strength scores in the single digits. And that's what brings you to the Temple of Zonkuthan, because now you want to see, hey, maybe we could get some healing. We don't have a cleric. And even if we did, they wouldn't have the capabilities to heal all of the strength damage that we need. And the uh, priest of Zonkuthan tells you pretty plainly, people have been coming in here left and right looking for healing. Not this kind of healing. I can offer it to you, but I am but a conduit, as Joe said, for Zonkuthan. And so if you want healing... What are you willing to give up? And that brings us back to this ominous death metal temple. <laughs> Let's talk about how many points of uh, strength damage each of you have. I believe uh, Crystal Ghost also has one strength drain on top of the damage. So, Crystal, uh, let's start with you. I got one strength drain, as you said, and seven strength damage. <laughs> Ah, so you're down eight um and what is your uh how many so what's your strength score total uh it is a 16 but now it's down to it's with strength drain it your score actually goes down right so it's 15 on my hero lab gross uh what about you alfonso you took a a beating there Uh, i'm down four I have four okay. strength damage. Four strength damage. Braven? Braven's down eight. Solid round number. Troy Aikman, number eight. Mm-hmm. Three Super mm-hmm. Bowl championships. Yep, big eight. Uh, not great. And you're not a particularly strong fella, are you? That leaves me effectively with a two strength. Right. Um, very high encumbrance right now. Uh, my uh, my... My encumbrance, I'm encumbered, heavily. You're encumbered. Right. Everything's very, very heavy. Yeah. I hate being encumbered as a dex character. It's just, I hate it. I hate it. Your AC goes down and you, oh God, it's just the worst. Everyone hates it. It's awful. Your movement speed. You know how important movement is for dex-based characters? It's important important for everyone, Joe. Stop making your dex-based character seem more important. (laughs) than everyone else. I'm uh, just saying, you take the strength damage and you think, it doesn't bother me. I'm a dex character, but it strength damage matters to everybody. Right. Unless you're a, a common charisma-based sorcerer. Then you can be as encumbered as you want. Yeah. In fact, people might find you more charismatic the weaker you get. Look at him. improve. Barely hold that broomstick. Damn, he's beautiful. <laughs> um... Kid, what about Karazor? Karazor took that double uh, 
double hit when you uh, incurred two attacks of opportunity that both landed and both did strength damage. What are you uh, at for damage? Yeah, Karazor is much like his good friends. He also has a nice round number, an eight for Gary Kubiak, not for Troy Aikman. Nice. It is a round number, too. Eight is a very one of the roundest numbers because it's literally two circles, one on top of the other. Uh-huh. It's pretty round. Eight as round is as you can the get. roundest number that I would argue zero is a little rounder. But it's a double. It's two zeros. So that's, that's like double the roundness. It's true. It's more roundness for your, your money. Quantity of roundness, eight, I'll give you that. The, the amount of round in that number is way more than you get with an O. Well, the good thing with Karazor is you're a strength-based character, so it sucks that you're down the strength because now your one jam is gone. But at least you're not uh, worried about uh, collapsing uh, like a, yeah, bra- I a brave. I can move around with my armor on. And right. Stuff, so. um, now, let me ask you this. This is a side quest side sesh. This is in our main campaign. This is going for as long as this quarantine. So, you know, 2021, 2022. Um, <laughs> the rest of our lives. Uh you guys want to do some some house rules on this? Oh dear! Guys, no, no, I don't think so. No, I don't like. Brisky. I don't like getting into. Just any ask ne- I don't like any negotiation with Troy where he's had a long time to think about the house rules, and we have had no time. <laughs> I categorically he's also reject up on antibiotics and Bud Light, me, uh, Bud Light Seltzer. Let me throw this in there. What if the house rules were sponsored? By Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> These house That's rules cool. brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. If you literally inked a deal, I'm all about it. <laughs> Damn it, I should have made some phone calls before we started. I, I would have definitely yeah. been on board if it meant just cash in the bank. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do this for Glass Cannon. I don't think I'd do it for Androids either, but I love the idea of mixing things up. But I wanted to see, if you weren't down with it, I was going to ask you beforehand, I'll ask you on air. What I was thinking is like, cut off a finger, maybe minus uh, one to all your strength-based checks. Cut off a toe, maybe minus one. To all your deck space checks, cut off your nose, minus one to your charisma. I mean, there's some options, but if you don't want to do it, it's fine. I mean, I worry uh, it's a little bit like shopping, like grocery shopping when you're hungry. And you just, yeah. like making house rules when you're down eight strength. It's just a little, uh, a little risky. A little risky. It sounds fun until it's, you have to all, climb. It's, but it's also, it's also, I would uh, consider it if... It came with the caveat that, like, blindness comes with, which is, like, you have it for a little while, but then you become used to that, and your body adapts, and you no longer have that penalty after a a certain period of time. You know, GM decides, but, like, you can learn to work without that thing. Uh, I'd be down for the rest of of this adventure. For the rest of this module, you would suffer that penalty, and then after and then any, or any next adventure, like you would have right, the penalty wouldn't carry for the rest of your character's life. Right. Well, one thing's for sure: if you do choose to remove something, it's not like a healing spell is just going to bring it back. Um, you'd need to be able to regenerate, so it, it, it does. It should have an emotional effect, if nothing else. Um, so he stands there before you, arms outstretched. Question. For you. Must we remove something? Removing something is the only way. We cannot just experience intense pain that will not satisfy the Midnight Lord. What are you suggesting? I was suggesting uh, violent nipple piercing or uh, (laughs) some sort of 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, having your fingernails pulled out one by one. You some stand isn't permanent, some... but it's much, much, much more painful than simply cutting off a finger. Or perhaps rigorous verbal abuse. That could be far more hurtful <laughs> in some circumstances. Yes, how does the Midnight Lord feel about intense and prolonged psychological pain? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being yelled at. I hate it worse. I would, I would sooner cut off all of my limbs than be yelled at for a single moment. What if, what if, what if we told you are the one album that makes us want to die and our heads explode and you just play that album on repeat for, you know, a, a few hours? Please, no Steely Dan. Sir, have mercy. <laughs> I actually, I actually really love Asia. It's a really he does, great album. He loves Asia, but don't just... Don't play any of the other ones. Okay. Don't play Pretzel Logic, please. Oh, no. Never. <laughs> start, you start hearing it on an organ. No! Rick and I feel stronger already. <laughs> Get 10 straight back. <laughs> Your sacrifice must be one that future people will see as a memento of your fidelity to the Midnight Lord. Now, perhaps these emotional scars like being yelled at or listening to Yacht Rock. <laughs> perhaps those scars... No, 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 he did not suggest something so violent as Yacht Rock. <laughs> no, no, that would be horrible. I would never profane even within this house. <laughs> you uh, must do something that will be a testament to your faith. All right. Well, what about piercings? I see you've got many. Piercings yes, are you painful. Mistake, you mistake pain with pleasure. He's got piercings running up his nose, like all the way to his ear on his face. Clearly, they're not as hardcore as we are because he can endure yacht rock as pleasure. That's true. That's true. I enjoy it yes. on a summer's day. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso gets chills. Sailing comes on on the organ. No. <laughs> <laughs> Crucify me Bottle upon cap. the mountain. Nice, 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 nice. Amazing. Nail us not to a Christopher Cross. Nail us not. Cross of Christopher. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, um, what will we get? Let's say I give you a finger. What do I get for it? One D4. How will I be assured that the healing will be successful? You will perhaps get one D4. So for each casting of <laughs> Restoration Lesser, you must cut off a finger. How about the tape of a finger? I will give you one D1. Or one D3. One D1. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's not a bad deal. Tip of the yeah. finger for a guarantee for just one strength. One strength, though. Yes. Uh, so onion yeah. night. Onion night would get ten. You could get ten points back for just be, <laughs> doing onion nights. Remove a foot, and I will heal you completely. <laughs> Pull out all of your teeth, and I will kiss you. For you will be the most beautiful person I've ever seen. <laughs> and I love teethless people. <laughs> oh, weird. 
Is that a sect of Zonkuthanism? Is that a weird thing to say out loud? (laughs) (laughs) This is like a whole cult of toothlessness in in a subcult of toothlessness. It's like all. If you ever made out with a toothless person, you can really go to town. (laughs) All right, all right, you filthy Kuthanite. You watch your language, but I appreciate it. You're getting in the spirit. I want to know what I'll get for just the tips. Of my ears. Oh, of your the ears. The tips of yes. my, my long hobgoblin ears. They're a point oh. of pride amongst hobgoblins. They are. I wear them with, with feline like ferocity, like a mm. panther prowling the mountains. <laughs> yes, if you were to remove those, you would look no different than a common human. Outside of the gray pallor and these pointy, sharp teeth. I will give you. 1d6 healing effectively wow that's how I role play that 1d6 <sighs> healing if you cut off the tips of your ears and, and what is the pe- what is the house rule penalty for that uh, perception checks go down oh, that's nice like by five or something or and three. I think it's oh cool. five cool Ooh. I think a lot <laughs> by five that's a lot the tips of your ears the tips of your ears I felt like your hearing your hearing how deep did really you are really shopping in the supermarket hungry. It's like, let me just cut off the tip of my Bring coupon my next time. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be charisma. Charisma would go down. But we're not going to. Okay. Don't worry about that. Just uh, uh, do, what do you do? He hands you a uh, pair of uh, preschool scissors. Shears. <laughs> preschool scissors. You're going to have to really want it. I just feel the cartilage breaking them apart. Like when you try to like cut through like a stick with the preschool scissors, you know, they just like uh, don't line up anymore. Um, uh, uh, I, I imagine him being given some sort of jagged and non-sanitary looking rusty, kind of rusty, yeah. gross implement. And maybe like a, the only thing nearby to, to in any way sanitize it is probably like, a flame that's like mm-hmm. a, in a skull scots. So he's yeah. handed this this jagged scalpel stand in, and he holds it over the flame for a while and looks into it and thinks about how his brother went through the process of having his skin reinforced by ritual flame scarification. This happens to a lot of hobgoblin frontline Ooh. fighters, and how he's doing something similar now. And sometimes, you know, you got to give something from your body to get something back. And he reaches over, grabs the tip of his ear, and and he just feels a searing pain, and he pulls back. Yes. Yes. I guess you just have to jump into the deep end sometimes. Do the other one. Troy, man, and he's just like you know how like if you've ever like bled a lot and you felt it in your fingertips, it's wet at first, but then then it gets sticky, and his like fingers are getting sticky, and at first he can't hold on to the scalpel, but then it kind of coagulates and and gets a little dry around the tips of his finger, and he gets enough of a of a grip to rend the other ear, and he can't even. They're probably unevenly cut, like they're they're they're. One's longer than the other because you can't think about that right now. Uh, uh, 
and he's just standing there in pain on his knees crying and bleeding and there's just like a big pile of bodily fluids leading from his head just from the tears the snot the blood everything just pouring in between his knees Zankuthon is all about pain so Joe will be rolling the 1d6 <laughs> no I was literally oh, sitting no. here like I'm gonna make <laughs> Troy roll my 1d4 oh my god are you serious yes Joe I'm sending you I'm sending you from the eastern seaboard to the center of the country on the on the very great plains I myself was raised on <laughs> fed in the fields and ran like a wild wild Steer. Giant. Un- untrammeled giant. thing. Giant. Wild <laughs> hill giant. <laughs> through Fort Worth. Oh, I did was break the phones all day, every day. Stock yards! <laughs> the Dallas Police Department just hitting you again with tranquilizers. <laughs> We've hit him with nine giraffe tranquilizers. He won't go down. You know Burger needs ten. I feel funny. Uh, Joe, give me that sweet D6. All right, here we go, buddy. Man, I hope I don't roll one for you, pal. (laughs) Joe rolling for Grant, baby. Joe rolling for Grant. That's a six out of six. That's a classic. Six out of six. Oh, Oh, everything coming up, Grant. I can't wait to see what I roll. It's all due to my good luck Thulu shirt. Uh, he takes the uh, the ears um, and he brings them over to one of those uh, skull sconces with the fire, and he just he speaks. It sounds like you know Latin, but it's a uh, no, it's it's Latin. Uh, <laughs> throws it in the fire, and you just see it like crackle. It doesn't like zoom like a piece of paper. It crackles, and he holds it, and he holds his hand in the fire as well. So you see that he's burning his fingers as he's holding it there, and it shrivels and crackles, and you get that smell of burnt flesh in the room. And he doesn't—he barely flinches, except for a little shaking of his fingers. And eventually, he pulls out the blackened ears. And eats one of them. Oh! oh. oh. I don't want to harsh your buzz or anything, but no. this doesn't seem like a very sustainable religion. Braven, Braven yeah, sees I, this happen and gets a semi. <laughs> oh God! This is, what is this, going on, man. This is a sustainable religion. We've been around for four weeks, <laughs> and then, business has never been better. You know, we don't pay taxes. <laughs> that, that, I'm, I'm sure that helps, but it we also don't pay it at all. It also there's the whole thing about like you know just eating your like eating yourself alive with pain until you die. It surely can't you know encourage a lot of procreation. The power of Zonkuthon was in his sacrifice, and now the sacrifice is within me, which among you is ready to offer your fealty. <clears throat> So who's up? Well, Karazor sees what's happened to Braven, watching him cut through the cartilage of his own ears, blood everywhere. He says, uh, No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'll just rest, rest for eight days instead of cutting off part of my body. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> 
the worship of the Prince of Pain is not for all. Young not man. for anyone. I don't think it should be for anyone. You realize all of these gods are real. You could pick any one of them and get the exact same stuff and not have to cut anything off of anyone. Would but you? To each their own. Would you? Each their own. We do not choose our faith. Our faith chooses us. I am but a disciple. What about Why you? Do you? <laughs> you seem touched by the demons. He looks at the crystal ghost. Perhaps the blood of Zonkuthon runs within you. Perhaps you were born with it, and it will not be a giant leap of faith. Perhaps. What would you say to this pinky? I would say... Hello, Mr. Pinky! (laughs) Hello! It's nice to meet you. Oh, Priest's pinky. Um, pinky is very thirsty and needs a drink of water. <laughs> is that your? Oh, no, careful! No. You'll drown him. <sighs> Are you? Is that your sword hand? No. Well, yes, I'm a two-handed. It fight. is. No, tell him. Tell him it is. It is. It definitely is. I do not. She's, think. she's a lefty. Uh, I, do not, lefty. I do not think you are willing to make true sacrifice. Anyone can cut off a non-essential limb. Yes, that anyone pin. could. <laughs> yes. They most, most wouldn't choose to, but yes, it's true. It's possible. Yes. I will give you 1d3 healing of strength damage for that. For an entire off, finger. For that offhand pinky. I won't settle for anything less than 1d6. You. This is my favorite left pinky. She loves that pinky. Come on, bro. <laughs> She loves it. She's always talking about it. She was just talking to it. So were you. What about I'm the tip? Willing, I'm willing to walk away. She'll walk away right I'll now. I'll walk away right now. I'll go over the Toyota dealership down the road. I get 15% of that pinky. And I, I'll walk away. I don't... I, this is... <laughs> I can't... I can't... I can't give her... Get a big party to a deal that bad. I'm sorry. Sorry. You want a Lexus? There's a Lexus dealership. I would love, I would love a Lexus. I would love a Lexus. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're not going to drive that crap? (laughs) Maybe, uh, (laughs) let me talk to my boss. Hold on. (laughs) He goes out back. Comes back like two minutes later. I talked to my boss, and uh, he said I could offer you 1D4 and a coupon to Applebee's. (laughs) Applebee's. Applebee's, eh? Ooh. You're killing me. You're killing us. All right. What about the, uh, what about the undercoating? <laughs> you guys, you want the undercoating, right? Uh, we want the undercoating. You gotta, you gotta get that true you coat. Get, you gotta get that true coat. Could you throw in a free cauterization, at least? It would be my honor. <gasps> All right. One for it is, but I only, I keep... This knuckle. All right. <laughs> I'd rather you, lose the whole thing. Whenever you look at that knuckle, remember who gave you back your strength on this day. And Grant will be rolling that 1d4. <laughs> Get it, Matthew. Get so it. So the crystal ghost lays her pinky upon the altar. 
<laughs> Your voice just cracked. I know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> You're really in the sound. And what does she take out her uh, sword? Use the long sword like a kind of like a she's like going to chop it like on a. You know, like, like you're chopping a bunch of onions and you're just kind of using both hands. Like can't she's both julienning hands. carrots. Exactly. Uh, but you got, you got to get a, a nice precise cut. And then she's just like... Right. Oh! Oh! Ah! The priest grabs your wrist. Grabs your wrist, holds uh, the uh, what's left of the pinky over the fire and just holds it there. And if you try to pull your hand back, he is uh, unnaturally strong in spite of his age and he just holds it there. And you see the flesh start to burn and he pulls it out just oh. at the right time. And now it's no longer bleeding. It's just a charred end. And he lifts up uh, the finger and he places it underneath the altar and you just hear like a splash of water and you I sense that the mysteries of Zon Kuthon wait did you already roll that strength? I didn't I haven't rolled it yet oh yeah roll it before I move on to Joe alright Matthew you get back two hit points or uh, heal yourself for two. Two straight right. damage. Damage. And that autofocus is killer. There it oh, is. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Does that take really. care of the drain? Does drain go first? Um, That's a great question. I don't you know. believe you can cure drain with lesser restoration. Is that, what is that true? I'm not sure. I'm just L- guessing, but I think it heals damage, not drain. Look but, that up uh, while we... Yep, uh, we'll do. Move on to Alfonso. Uh, he looks at you, Alfonso, and says, "You, you seem as if the uh, teachings of Zon Kuthon have perhaps intrigued you. I can see it in your eyes. What will you give to perhaps your future lord?" Yes, you are right. I cannot deny it. I am intrigued. You, as a vessel, for this power. I must, I must give in. Now what to give, I do not know. I thought maybe a pinky, but that is not enough. It must be something more significant, more noticeable. I want people to see it. I will do my index finger. Oh, he holds it up. Index finger. Index finger. That is a bold choice. One offered with great thought, I can tell. All right. I will give you no healing. Your choice was the gift. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Wait, wait a moment. It's getting late. <laughs> I have to turn in. If I could just... Uh, do you need to sleep on it perhaps in the morning? You guys know where the way out is. I can just... Uh, <laughs> no. well, before you go, let me cut this finger off real quick and then you can get out of here. That would be wonderful. <laughs> I will give you 1d6. 1d6 for such a sacrifice. But know this. The strength that you regain... Is only a part of the reward for this sacrifice. May I make a counteroffer? I'm listening. 1d4 plus 1. Ooh. 
realize the max potential is higher with the 1d6. Yes, but you realize this is a very reasonable offer. It lowers the floor. That is my concern. Yes. I need to be able to deal with whatever is going on in your city. And for that, at least I need a minimum amount of help from Zonkuthon. That is why I make such a great sacrifice. Again, I am but a vessel, but I like it. I'm into it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, okay, Damn. so yeah, down, down, this down to this knife. knuckle. Down to this knuckle, index finger. He's going to do it. Um, he does the same thing, lays it on the platform, gets the biggest knife he can, checks the sharpness. It says Steely Dan on the blade. Oh, no. Don't use it. Don't do Oh, oh God. Steely Dan. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. Hopefully, I will not become cursed. Ricky, and, don't uh, lose that member. <laughs> uh, similar to the Crystal Ghost, yeah, he you know holds it up and tries to get you know pour every ounce of strength that he can into the blow so that it doesn't take two goes. Uh, but he hack. has an effective eight strength, and he doesn't get fully through his own bone, and he's just like. <laughs> He's trying to push it through, and then eventually it gets through. And it's just awful. Awful. He immediately regrets it. Immensely. But he puts it into the fire. The same as the crystal ghost, and holds it there himself to burn it away. The priest gently takes your hand and places it back on the slab, right next to your severed digit, and holds it inches away. And says, do you see... You see the space between your past and your present. Remember this. For today begins a new journey. He's like Stannis looking into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I will roll your 1d4. <laughs> You're totally screwed. Just don't roll a one. Four. Wow! <laughs> Back to wow. life. Back to so you got reality. five points on that deal. Yes. So, yes. Lesser lesser restoration does not cure ability score drain. Is that what he's casting, or is he casting restoration? Uh, lesser. Well, you know, it's kind of like a hodgepodge because I went over one d four. I assume you were casting restoration. <laughs> it's a. It's a. Uh, <laughs> is that what you assume? Um, what What level spell is that? Restoration is a level four spell for a cleric. Okay, cleric. and what level cleric do you have to be to use that spell? Let's take a look. Seventh. Seven? Seventh level. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tell you right now, if he is uh, of that level, <clears throat> I will do it. He is not. He is a fifth level cleric. I'm sorry. Uh, I believe I was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> So, I'm going to need to request that finger back. So sorry, I've already uh, put it in my little chamber pot underneath the altar. Yes. Oh, man. Your urine does not frighten me. I would like to keep it as a keepsake, seeing as how you cheated me, and you wouldn't want me to run to the other temple and tell everyone what lies you tell here. There is no other temple. There are many, many towns in They're this all country. to Zonkuthon, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting pretty tired. Uh, do you have any other business here now? It's... All right, you know what? You won me over. 
<laughs> Seeing how much fun you all are having making these amazing deals, I, I want to get in on the action. Go on. Plus, while I could rest for eight days and be fine, I'm very, very concerned that I would get bored. So, I'm going to make you this one deal. You take it, I'm walking away. This is it. No, no, no negotiations, no, no haggling. I'll give you one eye of mine. One eye? What? Yeah. Take it or leave it, buddy. And what I'll do, walk right now. What do you ask in return from the prince? All my strength back. One eye. Can you beat that? You can't beat that. Man, He's given you a deal of a lifetime. Man, it's true. You can't beat that. He walks over to him and he like examines him. Face tattoo, piercings going from nose to ear, and he says, "You have the mark of the beast. You are sick." <laughs> I can tell Though you are Perceived as an animal to others Only some know your true nature I will accept your offer Wow Night Well that's still <sighs> one eye oh. be, careful. be careful Carazor He's only a level five cleric Oh Oh I'll cast it twice Okay Uh, so what do you do? He hands you a uh, watermelon scooper. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> melon baller, yeah. yes, melon baller. Carazer oh. <laughs> declines. He raises a, a clawed hand, and he looks at his two fingers with the huge claws sticking out. He says, "All right." On three. One, two, ah! stabs his claws into his own eye. Oh my god, them dude. Out. Ah! Oh my god. How Shakespearean of you. I know. You know, it's probably still connected and shit. Like, it's going to take a while to separate. They choose it off. Choose off the optic nerve. Oh my god! (laughs) That was so fucking metal. (laughs) Here's all your strength. Thank you. Oh yeah. I just he just keeps casting lesser resurrection until you're full. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 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 Oh yeah. I will keep this. And it will okay. be not only the Zonkuthan watching over you for all your days, but you watching over me in my chambers. All right. Are you all right? Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little sore tomorrow, but otherwise I'm okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. I know this may be new for some of you, but when you leave here today, and for the rest of your days, you will remember this. Just remember why you did it. It was not to regain your strength. 
It was to look within yourself and find answers to the deep mysteries of the universe. And someone answered, and his name was Zonkuthon. I read something um, about Zonkuthon online, uh, players talking about it. It was like a GM question about how do you run, or no, I think somebody was asking, how would you play a cleric of Zonkuthon or something like that? Uh, it was during, before we went into that awful battle and I was building a backup character and I was like, what if it was somebody that worships Zonkuthon? Like, how would that look? And somebody made a really interesting post about their kind of interpretation of Zonkuthon and um, it uh, it made it seem much more reasonable you know leave that in quotes but is basically this theory that li- that life is pain that all life is pain and that the transition to the afterlife is not the you know um the uh you know uh just the 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 heaven the whatever the the can't think of the word right now utopia whatever that it's supposed to be yeah the nirvana that it's supposed to be it's actually just like more of this and zonkuthon worshipers are preparing for that their whole lives Mm -hmm. so they live they understand better than anyone that life is pain and that you carry that into the afterlife and you will be prepared in the next life but uh, those who do not experience pain in life will not it's kind of an interesting uh, it started out Buddhist and took a real sharp turn at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who tells you differently is telling is selling something. <laughs> yes. Yes. He Where takes, is that from? Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride, that's right. He takes, uh, you know, Braven's uh, charred uh, ear tips, Karazor's uh, eye, uh, Alfonso's uh, digit, and Crystal Ghost's uh, pinky from the knuckle up and uh, gathers them up and he's kind of going about his business and he's like, be thankful that all you had was this damage to your strength, that you aren't suffering from this disease, this tallow throat that is making its way about Carpat, or at least you haven't suffered it as of yet. I swear. I know you are in a, I'm sorry, I I know you are in a hurry to go, but... You are unable to help those that come here with it. You started to say that earlier, but we got into the business of inflicting pain for restoration. I do all that I can to help the afflicted, but frankly, there are those that don't even want help. And those uh, farthest along with the disease seem to be the worst offenders of avoiding the simple fact that perhaps Zonkuthon could be the answer. The first victims I treated were uh, gardeners who worked at the manor. A man and woman by the name of Urix and Devia. But they contracted the disease again after I met with them and died before I could save them. Only after the uh, Baron fired all his fetchling servants did the disease start to spread to the rest of Carpat. Hmm. Do you think it is related? The sacking of these Kyal and the disease spreading. You think there is a direct relation? Well, Urix and Devia were humans, and they caught it. 
On suddenly the fetchlings are cast out of the Baron's manor, and now it spreads throughout town. You tell me. But if Kyle do not have it, they do not suffer from it, do, do they? I have not seen it, or at least they have not come to me. I would Nor accept have we. them with open arms. We spoke to a family and they said none of their people are suffering from this disease. How is it that they could spread it if they do not, are not afflicted by it themselves? Perhaps they are asymptomatic carriers. Perhaps. This is an interesting theory. I'd like to be able to test it, but I do not yet know how. I will think on it. You should kiss everyone you meet on the mouth. Let them yes. spit into your throat in the name of yes. Saint Yes. They have no teeth. All the better. Send them to me. Yes, just just tell him Radu Miklos says hello. <laughs> that's my name. I'm Radu Miklos. Oh, that's you. That's that's me. Okay. You know, none of this would ever come to pass if uh, young Eosif hadn't died so tragically. Had he been barren after Stepan's father died, we'd all be fine. Now, he, his father, and Henrik are all buried in the Boroi crypt. Some help there'll be to us there. This Baron, he does not make the right choices, but he is our ruler, second only to Zon Kuthon. What choices would Yosef have made that the, ba- the Baron did not? He was more pious. I could tell that he would keep the rights. As I told you earlier, when they died, I did not even get to inter the bodies. This is unheard of. I have been doing it for Boroi throughout the centuries, as well as every member of uh, the community. Yosef was, was a good boy, and he grew up to be a strong, smart man whose faith guided him. Stepan, he is distracted. Where is this? Out of curiosity, where is the crypt in the manor? Do you know? The Boroi family crypt. It's not in the manor, it's in the graveyard right outside of the temple. The Boroi's have been buried here for centuries. They were brought here afterwards in their coffins. The gravedigger took care of it from there, but I did not get to perform the funerary rites. And that is unheard of. But they are they are here in the family crypt. It's terrible, just terrible. Might we Would you mind oh, sorry. No, Karzor. I think you and I are thinking the same thing. I think so. On I three. was just about to s- Okay. One One Two, two three. three A game of marbles. Would you be okay with us digging up those bodies? <laughs> No. Also that, that is... <laughs> no. That is... <laughs> there are some things even a Zonkuthanite cannot stand. Have you not considered that by not adhering to your faith, by not administering the funerary rites that Zonkuthan may be visiting this de- disease upon your town as punishment? How dare you suggest that? The fact that I have not performed those rites in the way that it was intended has plagued me since their death. 
A plague, you say? Yes. Oh, funny you should use the word plague. Oh, see right there. Fuck. You fucked up, right? And he runs. Draw my short bow. No. Adventure over. You want to ask him, and he's the Baron. Yeah, I would have gotten away with it too. How would you feel? Might we just pay our respects and not dig them up? <laughs> oh no, no, we wouldn't dream of digging them up. We wouldn't dream of it, right? You just go ahead and go to sleep, <laughs> like you were planning on doing, and we'll pay our respects, as my friend says, and, and we'll leave not do alone and unobserved. And alone and unobserved, and then we'll leave without anything that we didn't come in with. Well, it is. <laughs> 7.30 at night, but I am tired. Uh, those ear tips, really. I think there's tryptophan in those ears. <laughs> I am just, I need a nap. That's what I need. Uh, of course, paying your respects would be uh, wise. See, the worship of Zonkuthon is deep within you now. Whether you're ready for it or not, paying your respects is uh, the right thing to do. Yes. I... Pay fealty to the Baron. But between you and I, Yosef and even uh, Enrique, they would have been. They would have been great rulers. Do you suspect foul play at all in their deaths? No. No, I do not. Sense motive. Sensing. The motivo. Uh, I lost 21 it. for the Crystal Ghost. Ooh, there you go. 25 for Alfonso. Both of you feel like he wants to believe that. Hmm. But maybe a part of him doesn't really believe it. Perhaps you want to believe that. But the reality could be something quite different. You said it yourself when we came in here. Oh, people are always dis- always disappearing when the Baron is around. To be honest, it sounded to me a bit accusatory. Perhaps your subconscious is telling you something and you are not listening. It is not my subconscious. It is perhaps Zonkuthon speaking through me. Yes. He yes. knows all. Sees what all. If, let's, let's have a little hypothetical. Go on. If someone in a royal house were to say conspire with others to shuffle off their brothers from this mortal coil. What would the the Prince of Pain have to say about that? How does the Prince of Pain feel about fratricide? This is a complicated question. In many ways, in many ways he may smile upon such a deed. That act of taking charge going after what you want at all costs is perhaps something to be revered we are speaking even, of dark things well, dark, let me throw in one more wrinkle into the hypothetical please what if the hypothetical brother who conspired to have his other brothers killed meant to take his people down a less pious path walk away 
from the Midnight Lord. What would Zan Kuthan think then? Do you suspect this of this hypothetical baron? Let us just say, uh, for example, and I'm pulling this out of nowhere, uh, that uh, this random noble was uh, in some random town was seeking a some sort of resurgence or return of the first world. What would Zonkuthon think of the first world coming to take over his pious flock? These are deep and esoteric queries. I must <laughs> pray on this. You have given me much to think about. You can have 20 minutes. All right. Wait a minute. I'll pray as long as I need. It's on Kuthon, damn it. We have a dinner reservation. It's very important that we meet it, make it. <laughs> My church doors are always open for believers such as you are or will become. Remember this. I know I will. You've given me much to uh, think about and pray on. I shall go do that now. Oh, might we pay our respects briefly in the graveyard before we go? You may do as you wish. It is open. Uh, oh, and apropos of nothing, could we also borrow a shovel? <laughs> <laughs> we'll return it tomorrow. We just we use it to uh, club snakes that perhaps uh, sneak through the graveyard while we are out there. These graveyards are crawling with all manner of snakes. I thought we had an exterminator come in last week to get rid of the snake problem, but... Uh, no, 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 no. He got well, talisman. He couldn't come in. I saw it in the But you remembered... Ah, uh, you're Jean? getting very old, Father. Jean, yeah. Jean got Talithroat? got Talithroat? Jean for years! It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. His wife Meredith is real torn up about it. Son of a bitch, Jean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to him the other day. He came by. <laughs> well, uh, I talked to Fustra. Talk to Fustra. Fustra is out there. If you need a shovel to... Uh, Take care of these snakes. I'm more worried about Gene, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, I am too. He's with he's he's with the Lord now. The Midnight Lord. He, he already died, Gene? He's not dead yet. Yes, he's dead. No. His no. last words were please somebody give those gentlemen and that woman a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gene. That sounds like Gene. Gene. You did Gene. know Gene. It's Gene all the way. I knew Gene. Gene. <laughs> He made the ultimate sacrifice. He loved that shovel. It was as if it was an appendage. <laughs> You'd never allow that to be cut off for anything. Ah, they were sing songs of Gene, the snake killer, for years to come. I must leave now, for this has gone on too long. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for your sacrifices. He <laughs> grabs them all. It's like, I'm going to take these in the other room. Uh, please visit again. This was, this was a good time. It was. It was a good no time. one ever visits. <laughs> I don't know why. I couldn't imagine why. Uh, could I do a quick sense motive uh, just to get a sense if he is going to tell the Baron about what we're talking about, or if he really is like keeping this conspiracy theory secret and going to look into it versus outing us. Yeah, it's going to be a, You're trying to really gauge a, a, a very specific Somebody feeling, that I don't really but, know yeah. uh, crushed it. Uh, 32. Ooh, okay. Wow. 
Natty 17 and a 5 on the inspiration. I would say since you've come here, it seems like his relationship with the Baron is a little touchy, and so you don't have anything to worry about. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Shall we move on? Yeah, let's go check out the graveyard. To the graveyard. Do you help Karazor find his way out? Yeah. Um, You head outside. Advil or something? You head outside. Sorry. No, no, no. Advil's good. Um, You head outside and you do see that same woman that you saw um, as you were walking in. You noticed it was a graveyard. There was a person there. It's a woman. um, And she is. Looks like she's digging a fresh grave. It's a pretty big graveyard. Um, But she's often back and to the left, which would be south on the map. I'll take you back to that map of Carpad. If you're not there already. Oh, you're already there. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Profesh. Wait, is that yard behind the like that fenced in yard behind the temple? That's the whole that's all, all graveyard? No, no, that's uh that's like farmland. Uh, the graveyard's farm. not really pictured here, but imagine it goes south of the um south of the temple all the way to the river. Um, and there's like a metal fence there. Should be drawn on there, but you pay by the ink. <laughs> you could either have nine houses to represent Shade Row. <laughs> Or a rudimentary graveyard. <laughs> We're not made of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So what do you do? She's just. What is it? What is it? We're doing here. Why do you want to be in this awful place? If there's any evidence of any kind of bodily manipulation, it seems that the. The Baron did not want his brother's bodies viewed by the public. Perhaps there was something he didn't want them to see, and perhaps the gravedigger has seen it. It's like the first episode of the X-Files. It's a great pilot. You should watch it. Exactly. It is a classically good pilot. If we find (laughs) evidence of foul play, and the Baron did kill his brother and father, who's next in line? His infant son, Marek, the Baroness, who stands to gain from this? Um, actually, do I have... I have knowledge and nobility. Could I roll to see who yes. who actually would... Uh... Yeah, almost certainly the child, but he is so young, they will probably make the butler regent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Major Domo! <laughs> we must kill the Major Domo. Roll a uh, roll a knowledge ability. I rolled a twenty three knowledge ability. Bam, Sally. There you go. You got to give him everything because anybody puts a rank in knowledge nobility earns that shit once every six months. Anybody can put one rank in knowledge nobility. How many? How many I now have three characters with at least one rank in knowledge nobility. <laughs> Just smart. You maybe sprinkle a point in knowledge nobility. <laughs> You should uh, read yeah, give me, Pathfinder. Give me three quick picks and uh, give me eight, four, thirty-two on the numbers. Uh, thirty-two, I said. You should uh, see what Pathfinder strategy guides have to say about knowledge and ability. 
<laughs> it's very amusing. Well, Unless you're one... playing certain adventures, it's utterly useless. <laughs> I have one character who's obsessed with who's obsessed with becoming a noble. Another character who is a noble, and I don't honestly don't know why the Crystal Ghost has a, a rank and knowledge and ability, but she does. <laughs> I have a two. I have a plus seven. I have a plus yeah, seven a plus in knowledge. Six. Wow! <laughs> knowledge yeah. skills are only useless in the hands of bad GMs. You, that's, that's true. You roll a twenty-three, and so you've been here in Carpad for only. You're, it's still the first day, I believe, right? You guys didn't crash out yet, um, and so maybe in your time here, as you were heading here, you did some study, and then you've been thinking more and more. And from your understanding of things, um, unless his brothers had children, uh then there's really no one standing in line except his son. You know, if his brothers had any children, they would obviously be, uh, have more legitimacy than him. And I'm sorry, get me up to speed on the son. Is there any problem with the child? Is the child sick or anything? Okay. No. So no, the, why would the you child's say a that? Hel- I was curious. I thought that I heard something, or maybe it was a theory that somebody threw out about the child being the cause. Grant said something about the child being the cause oh, no, of the it's Grant's fault. Grant no, it's the no, 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 no. I'm just saying that there. Uh, the, the, it's a healthy baby oh, girl, boy, boy, boy. boy. healthy boy. baby boy. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, Marek. Um, all, all I'm trying to get at is that because it's a baby, Lord Tiberos stands the most to gain because he can influence his daughter who will probably become the uh, placeholder ruler of this land right. if the, the government. Right. Sure. She like be, yeah, she won't be queen, but yeah, the same regions. sort of thing. Yeah. She'll well, be she, the loves, she loves her husband. That's the sense that you got from that. Um, Does you know, she know her husband doesn't have a shadow? No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. How do you not see that at the wedding? How do you... How do you not see that? There are I mean, always, there's light fair. everywhere. They're always in really well-lit rooms. <laughs> and to be fair, like, I don't really pay attention to my spouse's shadow. I'm not like, I don't check to see that it's there all the time. Yeah, Holy I shit, you're I right. I couldn't tell you one way or another. If, I, mean, I, I don't know. Been, I couldn't tell you if Caitlin had a shadow or not. I mean, I've been checking no now, and I can confirm that she does. But before that, before this episode, I would have never even thought to look. Oh my god! That's a good. That's a good note for everyone out there. Check yeah. your spouse's I, shadows. I, I'm gonna look. I, I gotta look. <laughs> it's driving me crazy right now. I don't know how many of you guys played Fallout, but do you remember the song "Me and My Shadow" that would play all the time throughout me there? And my me. shadow. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Grave digger. Now she's tending to some hedgerows between a couple of mausoleums. Well, what if you dig up this? Uh, but oh, you just want to speak to the grave digger and see what she has to say. Okay, yes, well, that is we fine. don't have to dig up a grave until we at least talk to the grave digger first. Right, right. And if she back. has no information, we will slit her throat and then dig up the grave. <laughs> that's, that's what you meant, right? I feel like ever since your sacrifices on Guthan, you're operating on a new level. We are so connected, he says with half a finger, <laughs> pointing to his temple and to you. You and me. <laughs> And yep. cowers are a melty and, and now obviously infected <laughs> nub. Yeah, you didn't go for the cauterizing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I did. No, I did go for the cauterizing, but he'll still be dead within a week. You got to cauterize. Raven is just uh, healing his own ears with his magical powers and wondering why the fuck you guys cauterize like that unnecessarily. <laughs> just like, oh, 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 he is. Yeah. Right, so how many po- how many points of burn is that before he goes to sleep? Four. Hmm. <laughs> Total of eight for the day. Hmm. Oh, interesting. You guys, want to talk to the grave digger? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who goes over and says what? Uh, the crystal ghost will approach. 
Excuse me. Ah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must you must get scared shitless if you work in a graveyard and out of nowhere somebody's just like, excuse me. Like, oh my god! Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've come back to life. Just, it's a default here. Uh, uh, no, it's a it's a, a human woman. Um, she's probably mid thirties, and uh, you know she's she's very dirty from uh, from the labor. Um, but she looks at you. She's uh, hello. Uh, how can I help you? Allow me to introduce myself. My name is the Crystal Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You realize how stupid you sound? Oh my god. How embarrassing. We all laugh. We're just oh laughing god. behind it. We all just kind of like snicker. You sound a like bit. a graveyard <laughs> fanboy who's finally like doing a tour of all the famous graveyards at Galarian. And you have a dumb little costume where you take little etchings of your favorite tombs. Oh god. Is, you uh, moron. is that what it's going to say on your tombstone? <laughs> oh! I'm sorry, we just met. You see, I feel so at home in a graveyard because I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You're for oh. friends. I must have worked too long today. I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> and they talk. Fustra, you get it, Fustra. You get it. Oh, perfect. We're all having yeah. fun at her expense, right? Yeah. Yes, that is precisely what is happening. That's I'm sorry. The idea. But I'm only yes. allowing this light mockery because we have things to do. <laughs> Otherwise, I would consider it a great injustice and kill you where you stand. Oh, my. But just joking, right? Oh. Right. Ha 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 ha. Oh, if you can't take a joke as a grave digger, then you're, then you're in the wrong line of work. Well, <laughs> forgive me for interrupting, but we were just in the, in the temple, sacrificing parts of our body to uh, to heal ourselves. That's as, what you do in there. This yep. is tradition, and uh, you know, we were just wondering. Uh, we'd heard some strange things about the Baron's older brothers and how our friend the cleric wasn't allowed to perform the funeral rites, and we were wondering, were you here for that? A little smile pops on her face. The brothers? Ayuzif and Henrik? Oh, yeah. No, I was paid to inter those coffins. And that's what I did. It's funny you uh, ask about them. You're not from around here, are you? No. Yes, well, I've uh, buried many a coffin in my day. Been at this since I was a young girl. My father used to be uh, an alderman here. He's passed, but I stayed on. I enjoy the work. Don't have to talk to anyone. Those brothers, I've... uh, I tell you, I've buried many a coffin, but with the brothers, something was not right. I knew they were sick, but uh, just didn't feel right when I put them to rest. She fixes some more flowers. What do you mean, didn't feel right? Well, uh, the late Baron, uh, Baron Stepan's father, well, his, his funeral was just as you would expect. With all the pomp and circumstance befitting a Baron, but the other two... They were just brought here in boxes. 
And something was um, fishy with those two. And she looks at the mausoleums behind her. Oh, you see they're the not even underground. Of the Baroyas. They're above ground. Oh, we didn't need that shovel at all. There was no reason Jean had to die. Jean? Oh, Jean. Wait, Jean's dead? Jean yes, died. Sorry. Yes. Terrible news. We hate to be the ones to tell you. Shit, I just talked to him last week. It was I the tallow throat. It was the tallow throat. He got tallow throat. He did. On uh, the no one even knows what happened to the shovel. The <laughs> he loved that shovel. <laughs> he did. He did. On the plus uh, side, you'll have something to do in a couple of days. I guess I'll be burying Gene. I knew the day would come. But uh, he was a good man, a family man. Hated snakes. But loved that, loved that shovel as much as he loved his kids, if not more. They say the candle that burns twice as bright burns out twice as quickly. No one says that. Yeah. No one says that. They <laughs> do. Not about Gene. <laughs> it's true. Gene wasn't exactly the brightest candle in the old candle box. Nora. Oh, Nora. <laughs> Yes. God damn it! They Grant. did that say. They did say that about Gene. Anyways, uh, San Kuthon rest his soul. Um, fishy, you were you were saying something about it being fishy. Yeah, something a little fishy with the brothers. And um, was um, okay. Interesting. Um, yes. Perhaps um, we could look about the graveyard and leave you to your work. Oh. Uh, Yes, I, uh, I suppose that would be possible. I just uh, I have been working so long, and uh, I have a second job I have to get to. Money is tight, you know, and uh, whatnot. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about having to live two jobs or have two lives. That sounds very foreign to me. Well, it's just like an empathize. Yes, if uh, perhaps I didn't have to work these extra jobs to make ends meet, I would be able to, um, you know, leave early tonight or something. Oh, it's well, maybe there's uh, an arrangement that we could make, us and you. Oh, but I wouldn't ask for such a thing. That's very nice of you to potentially offer, but uh, what were you thinking? Well, it's so funny, I was... Walking down the street today, and I <laughs> I saw something glinting on the side of the road, and it looked to be about two gold pieces. Wasn't that right, Carzo? Wasn't it? Two yes, yes, gold yes, it was. Two and I remember at the pieces. time, I said, oh, "This looks like it must have been dropped by a grave digger." The yes, only explanation were... that it could be it was... here. I exclaimed, "Grave diggers' gold here on the side of the road. The wonders never cease." Well, you know, it is funny you mention that, but I did lose some gold earlier today. But I'm pretty sure it was eight gold pieces. I, eight I'd have to pieces. check my pocketbook, but I think it was eight. Gold pieces. Eight gold pieces. Yes, and uh, an autographed. A picture of um, my favorite actor. Who might that be? Warren Beatty. <laughs> 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 
Did we see an additional six gold pieces and an autographed picture of Warren Beatty? Which, as you know, is priceless. Was it on this show we were talking about Dick Tracy? Was that was that? I only remember no, the shows all blending legacy. Oh, okay. That was, yes. Oh God! Um, so if, if someone well, were to find that eight gold pieces in that autographed photo of Warren Beatty, uh, I suppose it's I interesting. could take off. I early. think now that you say that, I think right, gentlemen. I believe. Well, I yes. All right, all right. You oh, yes. got me. I'm. I'm. I confess. I'm a little bit oh. of. Uh, Rapscallion, I tried to use my charms to get away with. You know how it is. <laughs> I what? just look at what Grant put on the screen. <laughs> he put a picture, a oh. autograph picture of Warren Beatty. <laughs> we found it. We found. I found it. I found, found it. your oh. beloved picture. Oh my god. Right. It was right by that tombstone. That is a uh, that is a physical humor bottle cap right there. That yeah, is so it's a sight <laughs> gag bottle cap. Right. You also didn't get to see how it like snuck in from the bottom. Like, I'm sorry. Did somebody say my name? Where it appear? Oh, handsome fella. Is this your picture? Oh no. my god, he's so handsome. He really is. I just know I... old Warren Beatty. I'm surprised he took a break from having sex long enough to get his picture taken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're right. I think it was eight gold pieces, but I, I don't recall seeing an autographed photo. Instead, I remember seeing a self-addressed stomped, stamped envelope addressed to Warren Beatty. Oh, with a request for a, a photograph, an autographed photo. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps and with the post right. being shut down, it had not been able to be sent. Yes. But I think we could uh, arrange for it to get out. We do, after all, know the Baron very well. Mm. We also won't be staying forever. I, and could uh, deliver, drop a drop such an envelope in the mail. I can't remember. Was the postage paid already on that envelope? <laughs> well, uh, conveniently enough, it was, isn't oh, that? Oh, yes, that was oh. mine. That was mine. It wasn't a fully autographed photo. It was just a uh, an envelope with a letter inside that would be taken outside of Carpad to be mailed in a safe place. Yes! Eight gold pieces and that. Oh, well, uh, I don't have to go wait tables tonight, I guess. I'll just... Uh, Call it tonight. Uh, pleasure meeting you both, and uh, perhaps we'll see each other again. And she just she just, fades into the mist of the graveyard. Fades into the mist. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone see if she walked on her feet? She seemed to just float back into the mist. There's another grave digger five feet away, an old guy. Oh yeah, that's old Fustra. <laughs> yep. Legend has it she comes around once a year. Tonight's the anniversary. <laughs> yep, she comes around talking about eight gold pieces and autographed picture of one baby. Legend has it. Uh, how much will it take you to go home? I don't even work here. Anyways. <laughs> well, then go home. We've got business in the graveyard. I'm Gene's replacement. 
Uh, he leaves. <laughs> no. I, I think I saw a snake over that way. Get over here. Uh, so you're left alone in uh, the graveyard. <laughs> oh, this guy goes running into the mist after a snake. Get over here. And he disappears as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> A lot of activity here tonight. Yeah. Really active <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> Can we okay. go check out the mausoleum? <laughs> Can we break into the mausoleum, please, ASAP? Yeah. Um, so you see uh, the mausoleum that she pointed to. There's there's uh, one. Uh, there's a couple who have bore, with the Boroi crest, uh, the uh, Black Bear couchant against the red sky. Um but the one she pointed to, it's pretty clear. She's saying like the brothers are in there. So we need a, a, a strength check just to open it. It's not locked, but it's a, it's a heavy door. I'll do it now that I don't have an eye. <laughs> I will attempt to aid you, Karizor. All right. I'll aid and I well. do. I successfully aid you. I aid as well. That is a, an 18. 18. Yeah, you just, you're able to. Oh, come on. Come up. on. You open it up and it's it's pitch dark inside. The mists rolling through the graveyard kind of seep in to the uh, crypt that um, looks like it's been closed for a long time. Oh, there it is. That's super loud. <laughs> We wake everyone up on Shade Row. <laughs> he's just yeah. he's opening it and closing it back and forth. Yeah. It's not <laughs> over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you open it and like there's that, that Dark Souls dust that uh, comes out as you open and the mist seeps in and it really seems as if it hasn't been opened in, uh, in a long time. And in fact, you look up and you see that the uh, date of their death was uh, a decade ago. If it's Dark Souls dust, we have to kill a boss before we can leave, right? Yeah, so, is there yeah. now fog over the door where we opened it? <laughs> well, you haven't walked in yet. So. Okay. Do we just... Oh. oh. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I do not have a dark vision, so I will hang back. Tell me what you see. Uh, Actually, fuck that. I'm going to get out the ever-burning torch and just... <laughs> Something jumps out. No. Oh, dude! <laughs> no, you see uh, two uh, coffins, side by side, ornately adorned. Um, a bas-relief on each of them of what you would think are the brothers. Similar in style to the uh, two statues that you saw when you walked in the entrance to Borori Manor. They're not the same people, obviously, um, but that same style, uh, it's reminiscent of those statues. Um, what do you do? Karazor pulls out his great sword and goes over to the sarcophagus on his left and sticks his blade under the lid and tries to pry it open. Give me a, a little bit of a strength check. Eight. Eight. Doesn't work the first time, but assuming you have some time, you can really take take ten or so and jimmy it and eventually tink, yep. pops open. After about five minutes or so, you get it. You look inside and you see burlap like rolled and rolled and rolled 
stumbled over something. Like a number of things. It doesn't look like a body. <gasps> Karazer reaches out, grabs a fistful of burlap, and yanks it up. Yank it up, and you open it up, and you see that there's several small boulders <gasps> wrapped in knew burlap. It. I know it. Bad ass as shit. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Where are the bodies? Open the other one. Open the other one. He wafts his torch over the other one. <laughs> Some jumps out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> was hiding behind the second coffin. It's uh, the ghost of Gene. <laughs> <laughs> open it. Open it, Corizor. I think, I think we will find open. the same. Uh, Fifteen on this one. Right, so now you get it open with ease on the first try. Pop it. Burlap. Boulders. Boulders. Where are these brothers? Were they sacrificed, do you think? To the Inofex or whatever his name is. That is a high price to pay. Yes, but it seems a high price to pay for something that has not come to fruition yet for the Baron. He does seem so stressed. Something is wrong. I've heard of summoning rituals that require royal blood. Perhaps they're being held hostage until Satter is fully summoned to this plane. For ten or, years? Mm, yes. It takes an immense amount of magical power to bring such a thing into this world. Can I know the... Can I know that? If that's just like a wild theory or if like it can be like a ten-year process with the knowledge planes check? Yeah, try knowledge planes. <clears throat> Uh, that is a 22. Most of the rituals that you know of don't take that long. Uh, the rituals that would take, you know, multiple years are to summon creatures beyond, like, a mere satyr. Demons. Mm. Yeah, greater demons. Do we know the location? We, we know from the stories of where they, there's a location where they died, right? There was like a... A particular forest or particular... You're thinking of the brothers that the uh, street and the river were named after, Gironde and Dimar, I think. Uh, um, yes, I yes. was. Um, and well, perhaps... the, the statues of Gironde and Dimar are what were uh, on the other side of each door when you walk into Baroy Manor, and the bas-relief on these coffins was similar to that. So, you know, you just get the sense that, like, <clears throat> the brothers were revered, and Stepan was, was left uh, as the third... Now, what is the information that we know? We know that the Baron brought these two boxes to the church oh. and insisted upon an instant burial? I know where the brothers are. Where? You do. Yeah. Matthew does. I don't know what the Crystal Ghost does. The brothers are the dogs. Oh, oh They got oh turned into the dogs. Son what? of a gun. Jesus. That's why they got to take... Tell, tell Crystal Ghost, Matthew. Tell... Oh. Yeah. Of course, Crystal, Crystal Ghost. Ghost goes that. <laughs> but wow. Matthew only knows how to talk to adjunct instructor Maxine Petro. <laughs> how will he ever inform the Crystal Ghost? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, we, we, did, we only, but we only know one dog. We know that the one dog was named Yosef, right? We didn't. Do did we know the names of any of the other dogs? Yosef. Uh, no, you didn't get the other names of the dogs. Um, so, how were, how were the dogs behaving? 
when we saw them. Yeah, uh, were they like drinking tea or like a glass of wine? Or <laughs> were they, were they, were they talking playing? Help me! I've been transformed into a dog. <laughs> were they playing poker? <laughs> they look at question. Shut the door. There's a draft. Uh, no, the were dogs they? were pretty. Uh, they were pretty. Uh, like angry, Dog-ish. but it seemed like uh, the uh, the houndmaster had them under control, especially Yosef, uh, who was unruly. I mean, he's the only Kyle left in the house, only because he can handle the Baron's favorite dog, Yosef. Right, and he's the only one that he, that that could handle them. Is that what he yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. And they're like aggressive, yeah. right? They're or... yeah, certainly, and especially Yosef. They're all mastiffs. Could also just be <sighs> an insult, though, potentially. Potentially, but also like it's knowing that we're dealing with Faye and transforma- right. you know, transformation being such a like and mischief being such a part of their yeah being that is a very fairy thing to do. I mean, can I put the, any of that together with a knowledge check as an investigator, yeah. uh, a, a creature that doesn't cast a shadow with the ability to cast transformative magic like that? Uh, baleful polymorph, uh, right? Yeah, baleful polymorph. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, anyway. You, I, I you don't have to roll, roll it. Like, that is possible. That is possible. But I don't um, know of an exact creature that I know shadow, does that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without even a roll, like, you don't... Without knowing what's going on with the Baron, it's hard to really discern. Um, but you, now you're armed with a lot more information, for sure. Yes, well, perhaps let us return the boulders, wrap them up, leave the graveyard as we found it, and continue on gathering evidence against this man. Do we want to go to Shade Town before we go back to the manor, or do we want to? Is it getting too late that we want to get back to the manor? I mean, I, I am. I will say, I am in no condition to confront any uh, to really get into a big fight. I know the rest. Or is everybody else feeling okay? Uh, I'm fine. Yeah, apart I'm from fine. Missing an eye. I mean, I've got eight burn, but you know, otherwise, my feeling pretty good. Well, we could def- We could certainly rest. We do not need to confront the Baron to rest. Unless the rest first. light has informed him, we interrupted the ritual. Yes, it is possible. So, how about we go to Shade Row, ask a few questions, and they offered us a place to stay as well. We could stay in Shade Row for the night. It would not be suspicious to the Baron. He gave us not even a second thought. He would not know. You could visit with uh, Danton, Suzette, and Fufu. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Suzette! Suzette, Suzette and Dr. Fufu. Dr. Fufu, I presume. Dad. Dad. <laughs> All right. Let's go see the doctor and his parents. As you're wrapping up uh, the the uh, boulders and the burlap and closing the uh, caskets, you hear outside, sounds like in the graveyard, tunk, sound of like metal hitting something. Tunk. Oh, shit. Shunk. Is this, is this this guy killing snakes, or is it something else? You don't know. Can I? Uh, I will do. Where you got? I'm going to change shape because uh, okay. I had when I come you know back into town. I'm seeing people. I I try to go back to human. So I'm going to change shape and I'm going to put on. Um, I'm going to do perception bonus. Uh, so I don't have scent. I have perception bonus. Okay. And uh, I will try to like. Look out, see if I see or hear the direction of this thing or what it might be. Uh, oh, baby, that is a 33 reception. 33. I see you peek out there, and you see in the mist a body. Uh, possibly a guy uh, in overalls, and he's like swinging down on the ground. 
Arm yourselves. Swing. We step out. I step out of the mausoleum towards this guy. Who goes there? Identify yourself. Ting. He holds out his uh, rapier. Turns around. And walks towards you out of the mist. He's holding three dead snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it. My name is Gene. <gasps> oh, no. And I'm the snake killer in this here graveyard. Who are you? Gene. Oh, thank God. We had thank heard the God worst. You're alive. Oh. Who said I, I'd be falling into Alfonso some sort of walks tragedy? over and hugs him. Gets him into an embrace. <laughs> All right, get over here, you son of a gun. But who, who said I was hurt? We've been here all day. Word, Word on the street. Everyone, they said Word you got the tallow throat. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Let me fine. see your throat. Let me see it. Look. It's to- totally fine. No goiter. It, it is totally fine. Someone, you have an enemy out there. Someone is trying to edge their way in on your snake killing business. No. Perhaps it's your wife. <laughs> Meredith? <laughs> nice yes. bottle cap, Troy. Yes. Bottle cap. <laughs> she she understands all the hard work I do. Ah, yes. Gene doesn't have a wife. Get him. But no. <laughs> sure, sure things are have been tough lately, but we're still together. <laughs> Listen, could I uh, she be, could she be trying to start a rival snake yes. business? <gasps> Does she think she's better oh. than you at killing snakes? No, no, no. She's She's always been supportive. But there is a... That would be the perfect cover. Well, she has supportive enough to learn the business. Yes. It's funny you mention that because uh, someone did say they saw her talking to Murray the other day. <gasps> who is Murray? Who is Murray? Yes, who is this M- Murray? Murray runs the other snake-killing business in town. Oh, oh it's no. an open shut case. You mean you don't know Murray's crosstown snakes? Why are snake? we... Oh. We make it oh, Wait, a who owns snake whackers, then? Wait, who owns snake whackers? <laughs> that's me, snake whackers? Gene's that... Oh, that's your name. You're that Gene. I'm... <laughs> We make it oh, a point. That's a slogan, right. sorry. We would you never are wasting time. We all I'm knew. sorry. I'm sorry. This is all coming together for me. I, please carry <laughs> One on. One day it was going to be Gene and Son, snake whackers. Oh. But that's neither here nor there. You think my wife has something to do with this? Well, I am going to go home forthwith and have a talking to her. Have a talking to her. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so angry. I can't even form a sentence. I don't blame you. Can I see if he casts a shadow? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. He disappears into the mist. No! Oh no, too late. Ah, he was too fast. Gene is his legendary speed. There's another That's why he's the best. There's another snake that's killer there. Oh, that's old Gene. He died 25 years ago. I'm Murray. No! I'm Crosstown Snakes? That's right. The only snake killer in town is business in town. stealer. You are a homewrecker, sir. A snake killer oh and a homewrecker. On nights like tonight, Gene will walk around still killing snakes, they say. He doesn't close so you can hear him banging away. Anyways, gonna go home to my snakes. wife, Meredith. <laughs> then Murray leaves. 
right. the, the Murray Jean drama really needs to be explored on a separate this show. This really does. I'm surprised they put that whole thing into the module. <laughs> it's all there. I can't write this. I know. It's it seems like That's why they're the best. Yeah. It's why they're the it best. Seems unrelated. It's, yeah. They're, they're good. But you know what? It always comes back. It all, you'd think it's, it's not related. It back. always ties around. It's true. Uh, Troy will reveal it when he feels the time is right. How it's all connected directly to the plot. I'm sure I we're all going to see it to find out. And thematically <laughs> resonant this... with the module's concerns as well. Right. Yeah, right. It's and, always and, satisfying. And, 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 and I'm sure that it will touch like a little bit uh, into our backstories. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like mm-hmm. you can see how it all. This web he weaves. This is what makes Troy such a just an elite GM. If you're not uh, watching in a this world of actual play GMs, if you're not watching this live every week, I don't know what you're doing with your life because you're going to miss out. <laughs> Someone's going to spoil this for you. I know this is going to ruin the whole thing. Get your life together. <sighs> so you guys want to okay. go to Shade Row or to yes. Boroy Manor? Shade Row. Shade, Shade, Shade Row. Row. Yes, we will go to uh, Suzette and the Doctor. Here and uh, I forget the father's name. Danton and Suzette with their son Fufu. Danton, oh, Danton and Suzette. You saved them as they were about to be burned at the stake um, by uh, yes, the yes. captain of the guard, Lucian Groy, whose daughter was kidnapped. A lot of shit has gone down. It's only been the first day. Uh, you saved them from that happening as the angry mob was ready to burn them. Just because they were Kyle's, and just because this uh, this thread of uh, their fetchlings are responsible, the Kyle are responsible, is eating its way through town. That was enough to incite that uh, riot. Right. So now you head to Shade Row. You gotta uh, head west a little bit, and then go over that bridge. As you're making your way uh, back to the bridge, you're walking through the streets. I'm going to change shape back. Oh, yeah. The crystal ghost uh, at some point slips away and promises to meet up with everybody later on. And then uh, the uh, adjunct instructor meets them up, you know, up, up oh. a ways about a minute later. So you're, you're leaving the mist of the graveyard and crystal ghost is like, I'll, I'll be back. And then all of a sudden you get out and there's adjunct instructor Maxine Vetro just standing there. Like right outside the Temple of Zonkuta. You're like that woman who cheated in the Boston Marathon and like took a bus, like <laughs> several took a cab. stops. Yeah. Curiously, one of her uh, velvet gloves, the finger seems a little, a little limp, but she hides it. <laughs> she puts a cork in there, a wine cork. <laughs> I love the idea. It's like I'm, I'm Maxine Vetro, and the glove is just hanging off of her. <laughs> yeah. Nothing it's to like, see here. <laughs> It's like blood pouring down out of the glove. <laughs> it's a white glove. Stained out of glove. It's a white glove in the end is all. <laughs> all right, what so, a horrible coincidence. What a terrible, terrible yes. coincidence. You guys will never guess what just happened. <laughs> I mean, we will, as is evidenced by this episode, go off into role-playing complete and utter nonsense. But I refuse to partake. In another role play of why the doctor showed up now and the crystal ghost left. I won't do it, Matthew. I won't that's, be a part of it. That's the reason why the professor has, or the adjunct instructor has a plus four to diplomacy. That's right. She just wins me over immediately with that charming yeah. smile. Uh, well, you, uh, you start heading over there and you're walking through the streets. And as you are, you see a bunch of the townspeople looking at something. And you continue moving forward and you notice, like, not only are they looking at some something, but some of them are, like, 
holding their children back, like pushing them back into the house or like hiding them behind them or uh, hiding them in their skirts. Um, and some of them are running inside and like shutting their doors and windows. Coming down the street directly uh, opposite the way that you're walking is a woman. She's deathly pale and she's grasping at her throat, which you can see is like bulging between her fingertips. And she's just looking around, arm outstretched, and she's like, Help me! Help me! And people now are not just turning away, they're running away, and she's like walking up closer to you, arm outstretched, and she's like, Please help! And suddenly she just uh, arches her back, screams out in pain. My God. A scream immediately silenced as her bulbous throat explodes through her fingers. Oh, oh, come oh. on. She collapses to the ground and two bursts of black ichor burst out of uh, her where her throat was onto the street. Oh. And as they do, oh. the inky blackness begins to widen and then starts floating up and forms into two shadows that lunge forward no! towards you and oh, no. get the fuck out of here dude I was, <laughs> this oh whole shitting ass time that we were in that bullshit cathedral I was like if we walk out of here and, and more have more shadows. shadows tonight I'm gonna flip out Jesus. <laughs> for god's sake oh this is can't afford amazing. anymore amazing you know what's so funny? It's like everyone that's played this module, uh, they knew this was coming. They knew it was coming. They had to know. And uh, here we are. Thank goodness you went to Zonkuthon before. Well, that is true. We would be dead. Here. Some of us yeah. would be fucking permanently dead. So. Everyone would have a round at best. But you know, you've faced two of these before, and it was bad news bears uh, for the whole fight. They're incorporeal, and they deal st- straight up 1d6 strength damage. This is bad news. And now you're out in the open here. Let's go to this sweet ass map. Come on, roll 20, you son of a gun. Whoa. Whoa. This is what the woman oh, looks at her throat. It looks like she's on a flight. A cross-country flight. She's trying to take a nap. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, she's got her like, through her throat pillow. Yeah, she's like, neck pillow. Uh, so she's like, oh, me. Right over her neck, she hits the ground. Oh, great map, oh. LaValle. Where'd you get this? That's, that's a good map. Uh, you know, I had a lot of time. Uh, I drew this uh, by hand. Uh, let's talk I initiative. I feel like I've seen this exact map before. I have. Yeah. I've, I've played on this exact map. You know, i got to get better at, like, uh, figuring out where I'm getting it from and uh, being like, yo, this is where this map's from, but I'm usually just hurrying and, uh, and hurrying and stealing and pirating. Just uh, stealing work. and pirating. Yes, no, it's uh, <laughs> we're all a community, right? Uh, <laughs> tell me Such about initiative, asshole. Alfonso. Oh, Alfonso Moria. Perhaps I should roll initiative. Uh, that is a thirteen. Thirteen. Braven. Eight. <laughs> oh no, brave! Oh, no. oh man! Uh, I have here written the crystal ghost. You know, I'm going to take that straight out of Donjon and just write Maxine Vetro instead. Thank you for that, Appreciate uh, it. what do you have for a niche? Fourteen. Ooh, fourteen on the niche Ooh. for MVP. Carazor. 
Nine. Na- oh. oh, man. Ooh, not great. Not great. That's not, not great. You see the situation here. Uh, they, the, this blackness has, uh, has emerged from the opening where her throat was. And now you think, is this what happened to the Chandler? Is that why those shadows were lurking in there? Because they burst out of her throat? If you remember, that body in that storage room, its neck was exploded. And that's where you fought the shadows. Is this the end result of Tallow Throat? And if others have died, are there more shadows lurking about Carpad? All of this is running through your head as the fight Gosh. begins in earnest. And it is Maxine Vedro's turn. Adjunct. Oh, come on, Maxine. Oh, save us. Here's a hey, question. Us. Based on the previous knowledge rolls we did in the previous fight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I have any reason to believe that some holy water would deal damage to some shadows? They are undead, yeah, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I got a lot God, going on here. Can someone it's not just magic, look but it, up it, it the damages answer. undead. It damages yeah. undead Und- and evil outsiders. And did we I- use the alchemist fire as well? Doesn't that work as well? No, I, I never tried it because it was uh, such a small room. It was like a tight little basement, and, I, and you guys were, you know. Well, I guess you were just taking strength damage. You couldn't take an HP. Someone damage, who was in Maxine I, Vetro, look up and see if holy water hurts. This is how this works. Little give and go. Um, so maybe Matthew, tell me what you're thinking. Well, they're incorporeal, so I can't hit them with it. But I can either do splash damage. I could try to do splash damage by throwing the the vial against the ground, or I could pour it on them. Right, um, right. But to use it against an incorporeal creature, you must open the flask and pour the holy water out onto the target. Oh, Thus, cool. you can douse an incorporeal oh. creature with holy water only if you are adjacent to it. Doing so is a ranged touch attack that does not provoke an attack of opportunity. Wow, Grant. that's amazing, Matthew and Grant. Wow. Holy shit. Well done. All right, so the problem, it's not a problem. Because you know what you're up against and you got to use whatever you can is, you know, you got to be able to draw it out. you got to be able to open it. And then you got to be able to get up there and then do the attack. So you've got to set yourself up. Drawing well, opening it, it is not an action according to the rules. It's not. No. No, opening it and throwing it is one standard action. It's part action. of one action. Oh, that's fine. So move yeah, action yeah. to draw it. Uh, standard action to use it, but you got to get right up next to it. So this is at least yes. a two-turn maneuver, but yeah. it might be all you have. It is uh, close to all I have. So, yeah, so uh, this turn, uh, the professor will draw the vial and uncork it. Or that's not an action. So I'm just, she's going to draw the, the, the flask of holy water. And you can uh, ready if it comes adjacent to you to yeah, throw it on it. I'll ready that action. If it comes adjacent to me, I'll, I will douse it. Nice. Okay, I like it. That's um, pretty awesome. I, we bought that. I bought that because we faced the werebear in the original module, and we're like, "What? Oh, we're definitely going to be facing were creatures. So, what should we? What should we have on us?" Holy That's smart. Water. You know, this shit always comes in handy. It's good to stock up because you never know. It's your rainy day, holy water. Um, it is <laughs> Alfonso's turn. Alfonso's turn. Uh, I will first of all get the hell out of there. Uh, so Alfonso's going to back up 20 feet uh, Sort of behind this house As he sees the shadows coming mm-hmm. And I am going to draw uh, An oil of magic weapon Oil of magic weapon Okay yeah. uh, That's not bad um, It is their turn 
and, and you see that um, they are a little out of sorts as they were just born into this world. Oh, they're like baby calves. Yeah, so they're they're a little shaky on their shadow legs. Um, but no, that is the truth. And so they uh, they are effectively staggered, and they just move uh, up to you guys. Oh, this that's round. awesome! Okay. That's huge bad. difference. So bad they're just kind of like action. They're oh yeah, they're yeah. finding them finding their footing, and they just start lunging towards you. But they cannot attack this round, uh, and it is Karazor's turn. That uh, no, activates no, no. my ready to action. Uh, yep. Uh, All right. So ranged a, touch. A ranged touch attack. Let me move you in the Anish Ord. Uh, 20. Ranged touch. Wow, you did wow. it, dude. That okay. is amazing. So oh. this is... And that'll be full damage, right? Or it's not half damage, I, mean, I think. 2d4, yeah. Yeah, it's full it, damage. It 2d4 damage. Yeah. A one and a four, so five points of damage. That's great, dude. That is like nice. a ten point hit from a magical weapon, and I mean, yeah. it's like it just we we say it from time to time, but how many years have we all been playing Pathfinder, and I've never known that rule or seen a character ready in action to pour holy water <laughs> on an incorporeal creature for two d four damage? <laughs> well done, Matthew. You know what? All right, bottle cap. Oh, thanks, Joe. Okay. <laughs> community those bottle cap. worthless, uh, Joe Bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> They're worth something to me. Uh, all right. Um, moving right along here. Uh, still in the first round. Let's round it out with... Oh, no. We got Karazor and Braven. Karazor, you're up. Karazor. So if they are staggered, they probably can't do attacks opportunity, right? Um, I don't know. They're staggered for the first round, and this is the first round, so... You ever do that? You look up the word staggered, and you forget to write Pathfinder, and you just get the Webster, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Webster all definition? The time. <laughs> all uh, the time. What happens when you drink seven Bud Light Seltzers? A staggered creature can still take free, swift, and immediate actions. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is an attack of opportunity an immediate action? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that it is. Uh, jeez. Oh, um, come yeah, I'm on. I'm not sure. It's, it's not a standard action. It's not a move action. So I think it is an immediate. Uh, action. I think it's an immediate action as well. Yeah. yeah so yes, they can still, uh, or it's, or Ugh. if anything, it's a, a no action. What are you thinking, Karazor? Right. Oh, you don't have the ability so Karazor, to do damage to them, right? Yeah, not at the moment. So Karazor is going to go ahead and risk it, and it's really his only choice. So he's going to go dashing across the square, and he is, uh, as part of his move action, he's going to draw his potion of magic weapon and apply it with a standard action. And as I he think does it's a so, free action. I think it is a free because it says. Yeah, in the, uh, yeah. sometimes a combatant in melee lets her guard down or takes a reckless action. In this case, combatants near her can take advantage of her lapse in defense to attack her for free. These free attacks are called attacks of opportunity. So okay. I don't think they're immediate action. I think they're their own thing. Okay, well, Why either the way, they, can't they, they just it. say these free actions are called attacks of opportunity? They just say free attacks. Yeah. Like, an attack is an action. Uh, it's a free action. Uh, uh, well, this is what happens. The one, uh, the crystal ghost attacked 
is focused in on the Crystal Ghost, at least for right now. It does not use this attack of opportunity. The one to the south of Karazor does. Uh, let me get my sweet uh, white D20 here and see what... Let's just, you know, let's just roll it out. Let's just, let's just see what happens. Uh, here we go. Natural 20. Oh, oh God, my God. Jesus you are Christ. such an a-hole, man. Uh, uh, the man lost an eye. Yeah. Natural lost 20. An eye. <laughs> now, we established that uh, I won't be doing uh, exploding dice if I don't confirm. Or if I do confirm, it'll be 2d6 strength damage. Okay. To confirm. Against such AC. Got to roll Natty 1, Zony. We were having fun when we were playing. Or Natty 2, Sizzle. When we were doing the Gene and Murray show. But no, shit, no, no, yeah. That was fun. That real. That was fun. That's when I enjoy Murray. myself. Right. This is Two more this of that. Is miserable. This is life and death. 16 against touch. Uh, that is not a, that is a confirmed critical. 2d6. I can't believe this. Strength damage. I can't I mean, believe this. Boxcars? Is it in my... Is it in my luscious hands? Luscious? You lost an eye. <laughs> you took an eye! I lost my you know eye. What? I lost my brain. The one on his bad eye side is the one that attacked. He didn't even see it coming. <laughs> Johnny has his head. Johnny has his bride. <laughs> <laughs> Five points of strength damage. Oh, all right. Could be worse. Could okay. be way yes. worse. Could be worse. There are a lot of numbers that oh. would make that worse. Just rolled it again for the hell of it. Nine. I mean, there's a lot of ways that could go. Oh, no, no. That's too much. No. <laughs> Add them together. Uh, oh, no. Brutal uh, attack of opportunity. Uh, fucking critical. What if it was a named shadow? It's Jane's shadow. <laughs> uh, so Karazor gets away Pulls out uh, his uh, oil of magic weapon As he does so And then applies it as the standard uh, Braven, finish up round one for us uh, I just learned this by the way You said these were like newborn shadows The term for a baby that can walk right away Or move or is relatively well developed Like a horse or a duck Is called a precocial animal They oh. exhibit signs of precociality uh, Babies like us humans uh, Are altricial They need more time to develop um, and I yeah. Did you did you know that, that uh, the only reason that babies are born when they're born is because of the size of the there. brain, uh, and their bodies are not developed enough to like any other animal on Earth, any other mammal. Like their their brains are too large, and so they have to be born, or it'll kill the mother every time, and so they're not developed enough. So they actually need like three more months. That's why they're like inhuman for three months. <laughs> They can't see. They can barely control their own motor skills. It's like, terrifying. It's crazy. They have yeah. one in your home. It's a wonder. <laughs> it's terrifying to have one in your home. It is. It's a wonder where any of this is alive. <laughs> uh, Braven is uh, looking at the creature that the Crystal Ghost uh, uh, poured the holy water onto and feels like the Crystal Ghost has it under control and more importantly needs to be able to get off a clear shot before this shadow goes back into melee with someone else because... Does not I don't have, have it under control. Shot. I don't have it under control. But I think do Crystal I want to go for the guaranteed diet damage, or do I want to try to team up on that one? You hit anyone that's been hit 100% of the time. <laughs> you, you gang up and take one out. All right. We'll see, Joe. If this doesn't hit, it's on your 100% head. of the time on, might be strong. It's on 98% of the time. Don't let it peer pressure you. If this doesn't hit. 
No, no, I'm going to give him what he wants. And if this doesn't work out, he can go to hell. If it works out, I'll say, Joe O'Brien is the prettiest O'Brien I know. I didn't just say it. Yeah, sense motive. <laughs> so you're going to attack this. Oh, so, yes, bitch. I'm attacking the one against the Crystal Ghost. What are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Taking a step back, immediately drawing a shroud of water against me, five foot step back. Five foot step myself. Sh- shroud and of water. Unleashing a hydrokinetic <laughs> blast upon that shadow. Okay. Uh, so that is a total. Let me make sure that my Blake Sean is on. A high kin blast. Uh, that Get is it. a total. Oh, it's of bad. He's much faster when it's a hit. 18 points of damn. Or 18, 18 to hit. Good God, my brain doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> 18 to hit. Yes. Uh, Regular that is, AC. That is a hit. Wh- okay. That's the, with the minus four? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you rolled a 22 to hit. I rolled a 14. I have a plus eight to hit. Oh. Well, then uh, you're all right there, burger. <laughs> You filthy liar. <laughs> 19 points of damage. I guarantee he doesn't even have dice. He's just rolling nickels. It's <laughs> <laughs> a box of macaroni. Oh, dude, Grant got it for me in our Delta Green game the other night. I was just like, all right, Grant. Yeah, I'm sure you got that roll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll install a die cam one day. It's, uh, it's a new stretch goal. So it's uh, nine I points. love the die cam idea. I really do. Yeah, it's me it's too. Uh, yeah, like the poker. Um, uh, hold them. Yeah, camp. our computers can't even handle basic audio for a stream. <laughs> well, let's add another high dev video feed to each one of our. That's right. Two cameras. Listen, well, once we get that sponsorship from the World Series of Poker to have the from camera Bud Light Seltzer from Bud Light Seltzer and the World Series of Poker. Two great times to go once great together. Bud Light is sending us all 4K cameras, uh, we'll be fine. That's what they do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they print cameras. Uh, how much damage? 19. Almost max on my die. 19 points of damage. And so Ooh, half of that goes through? Wow. Correct. Nine points total. Son of a bitch. Wow. That's Damn, really, dude. really good. Um, okay. You know, it's 10 o'clock, but I think we... Uh, I think we need to go long. I think we need to go a little long. Going long. Going long. Going long. Blah, blah, blah. Alfonso. Going long. Uh, Alfonso will apply the oil of magic weapon uh, to his blade. Uh, And yeah, that'll be his action. That is his action. That's it. Yeah, he's going to hold off on the move action. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is the shadow's turn. Actually, you know what? He's going to do five foot step. Okay. Closer to the combat. It's the shadow's turn. Um, there's one standing next to the crystal ghost and one that steps up next to Braven. Uh, let's roll the hit against crystal ghost. Let's resolve this hit against crystal. I can't roll two 20s. <laughs> Is that possible? Uh, <laughs> no. That is going to be a 17 against touch. Uh, yes. yes. Thought so, but yeah, I never know. Grant will be like, I have a 29 touch. I have a fourth ca- fourth level character with a 29 touch. Uh, <laughs> that is five points of strength damage on that oh hit. Oh my god. And then a, uh, a definite miss against Braven. Let's try it. Here comes the 20, Grant. Here it comes. Uh, no. Uh, guaranteed miss. An eight <laughs> oh against touch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so, second one tries to reach Grant's inside gonna grant. of you. Uh, your ear is still sore, uh, maybe ringing a little bit from your sacrifice in the Temple of Zonkuthan. Uh, it still reaches and misses. Big round here. Big round after that hit from Braven uh, to step up and do some damage. Uh, all of you are now equipped. Uh, those of you added oils. Uh, Maxine, what do you want to do? You just took five points of strength damage. Yeah, I'm at effectively uh, 11 strength damage, including the drain. So, uh... Mm. <laughs> well, how many, I'm not a real... What's your strength? 16. So uh, you're, you're one five point away from dying. Yeah. Oh, so, so if you get hit by one of these things, you could permanently die. Yeah, so I'm going to full yeah. withdraw. Okay. Full withdraw, and uh, only... Yeah, I think you're fine. Yeah, that should not uh, provoke. Yes, obviously you don't die from strength damage normally, but these creatures have an ability that if you take enough strength damage to bring you to zero, you fucking die and turn into one of them, just like poor Gene. Can I draw a potion from my my uh, my belt as I'm moving? No, no because no. you chose the withdraw. You want to just move and do it? No. You can move and do it and just take the A. Oh, oh, Troy historically doesn't roll natural 20s on attacks of opportunity <laughs> with shadows. Right. How bad happened? do you want that potion? Oh, right. I'm uh, I'm willing to I'm willing to wait to next round. So, okay. I'll do the withdraw. Okay, you're very far away there. Um, I wonder if the shadow can uh, keep I up with you. I stepped into the shadow. Oh, ho, ho. That's, that's its favorite place. It is Karazor's turn. Karazor, you now have a uh, magic weapon applied to your now magic weapon. What do you want to do? Okay. Karazor has applied the oil of magic weapon, and he looks at this thing with his one good eye and ah, charges at it. Ooh, plus two to hit. Yep. On the charge? Humongoid. Uh, minus charge. two to AC. Yep. <laughs> It matters. It matters. Hitting against touch, I see. <laughs> uh, sixteen to hit. That is a hit because you yes. charged. Because Thank you God. charged. Thank wow. God. Huge. Come on. Twenty points of damage. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Ten points of Dimaggio. It's dead. Yeah. It is dead. Zony. <laughs> dead. Yeah. Shadowed down one oh. as of yet untouched. What happens? Yeah, that's fine. Next, Braven. Braven, you laid out some serious damage. Uh, you see that Karazor was able to run up and crunch and uh, take one of these shadows out. Uh, its inky blackness just dissipates into the mist of the night. What do you do now? Braven, in the shadow of a statuary dedicated to an ancient Baroi. Maybe Jaron, maybe Dimar is edging along the corner of the circled parapet upon which it stands, takes one five-foot step backwards away from the shadow creature, and unleashes one more hydrokinetic blast at it. That's a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Yo, I thought it was a 16! Oh! Oh, that is... Because of how he... uh, Because of how... um, Karazor just hit with a 16. Uh, that's only going to be 15 points of damage. So right, seven so points of damage. Seven points of damage. Yeah, I would tell you right now, it's AC 15. So uh, you just <sighs> wow. hit it. Oh, man. And Karazor wouldn't if he didn't get that plus two. Right. Uh, right. All right. A great round. You're taking advantage of the opportunities. Uh, it's Alfonso's turn, followed by the one remaining shadow. 
Uh, Crystal Ghosts? Is it not Crystal Ghosts' turn? I moved in the initiative order. She moved in the initiative order. Oh, to after the shadows, right? Okay, so he is going to... uh, He is going to uh, draw an elixir from his John Ski Mm -hmm. and drink an elixir of True Strike. Okay. Oh, okay. This worked out really well last time. I think it's so. I'm excited. I think it's a fantastic I'm going back to the idea. well. <laughs> going uh, back to the well. Oh, my God. Uh, and he will stay where he is. He'll stay where he is. <sighs> All right. This guy is, uh, well, the shadow is equidistant from Braven and Karazor. One, two, three, Braven. Four, five, six, Karazor. Three. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, that's fine. That's Braven, right? Slides up to Braven. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, oh. Let me get my uh, my D Twanzoni here. <sighs> Braven's sitting pretty with uh, strength. Oh boy, that's going to get you 20 uh, modified. 1d6 <sighs> strength damage. Three points of strength damage just okay. reaches into you, and imagine it just like reaches inside of you and just pulls out that <gasps> invisible essence that is your strength. There's only one of them left; can only hurt one of you at a time. It is Maxi and Vetro's turn. Vetro, you're one one hit from these things. Possibly could kill you. What do you do? Are you brave? I know the Crystal Ghost is. If only she was here. Uh, well, before she can get back in the fight, uh, Maxine Metro realizes that this whole time she's been uh, carrying a potion, a potion of lesser restoration on her and uh, mourns for a missing pinky. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> what a foolish remorse like I've never seen. sacrifice a pinky <laughs> yeah. for a potion I already had. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it. So I will uh, pull, pull out that potion and drink it. All right. Glug, glug, glug. 1d4. Three. I mean, three. All right. It good. wasn't it wasn't a waste. You still got two points of strength. That's as good as a potion. You needed another potion. You're down eight. Yeah, you want to go back to that devil? Where do you go back? I've never been there. I've, I've never been there. <laughs> I've never, I've never, never been there. <laughs> Karazor, uh, you are up. The charge was huge. Uh, what do you got? I, Karazor, uh, after splitting the other shadow with his now magical great sword, he. How much room do you need to charge? 20 feet? 10 feet. 10, 10 feet, feet, I think. 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to charge again into this other one. Smart. Just, oh, he just like keeps running in one, one maneuver. Just keeps one. And uh, swings. Uh, uh. Oh, that's a miss. Oh, inches, inches. Uh, Sword just goes right past, uh, bangs off of the well behind the shadow. It is Braven's turn. Braven, Karazor came up uh, there to help you out. Uh, He just missed. And just sees kind of this feral power come out of Karazor and still not make any purchase upon the creature's flesh or lack thereof. Braven will take another five-foot step back. And throw one more hydrokinetic bolt out of the box. Out of the box. You're due for a miss. You're due for a miss. Uh, nineteen on the die. Oh, <laughs> absolutely insane. Oh God, every day is Grant Day. <laughs> every Fifteen day points is, of damage. Uh, 
15 oh, points, man. another, another seven. seven. Uh, still alive. Still oh, no. alive. Still there, ready to do some damage. New round. Alfonso Moria. Alfonso Moria, you must defeat this creature now or it will sap your strength. He will charge in the, uh, yeah. in the tradition of the great one-eyed Noel Karizor. Uh, <laughs> he will... Do, 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 do. He closes the 20 feet as fast as possible and jabs in with this rapier stabbing through the creature. It's crackling with magic. This is, Can, the, this is the true strike, actu- right? This is a true strike. Can he actually land the blow? You got of this. course he can. The question is just, is it going to be a critical threat or not? Uh, oh, they're immune to crits. Uh, all right, here we go. It is a... There we go. They're not immune. That is a, what, 38, 48 to hit? That is uh, a hit. He does, he does hit. manage to hit. And just don't do minimum, not minimum, uh, seven points of damage. So three points of damage. Still alive. No, <laughs> no. Oh, no. So cl- I thought you had it. I was ready to end the, end the up. Uh, it's its turn. Uh, and here's what it's going to do. Come on. No, not the Alphonse. Alfonso. No. I'm going to bring out a new die for this one. I'm going to opportune parry and repost a fucking shadow hand. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crack die. Come on, Natty one. Okay, this is going to, this is the definition of a tweener. It's going to be a 13 against touch. That is, no, it's not exact because I charged. Uh, so that's a hit. That is a hit. One point of one point of strength Ooh. damage. Amazing! Oh, oh, wow. Have to kill it. Have to kill it. Have to kill it now. Here's the thing: for its move action, it takes a five foot step and moves into the wall of the well, just like. So you only see like part of it within that wall. It's not a wall that goes up over your head, so you can still see it. But now it's a percentile die to see if these things actually hit. Uh, so I will. So it has uh, like effective concealment. Uh huh. Five foot steps into there. Uh, you know, it's kind of like it's in the wall, basically. Okay. Um, so do, 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 do. it is now Maxine Vetro's turn. She's not good. Well, there's a lot of chatter on the chat that this uh, this potion has already been used. So you wasted a turn then. But Chat's giving sheet, you the business. On my sheet, it said it was not. So I don't remember. Are so you diligent about checking off every consumable you use on your sheet? Yeah, my. You, you don't ever make a mistake, right? Well, I never make mistakes, but um, <laughs> I mean, for instance, my oil of magic weapon has been checked off, um, as as has one of, one of my potions of cure light wounds. So let me ask uh, you this: How many of these did you have? Uh, I had one on my sheet. I don't remember. Did we use one? I remember you using one after the shadow fight. I, I've seen that we actually discussed last episode that we used both of them on air. So we might roll wow. back the tape and Why see I that discussion. Your labs is finicky sometimes. Maybe you so thought you me, deleted it. Maybe you want to give yourself a free potion. Who knows, Matthew? <laughs> let me give myself back uh, those three points of... Strength damage. You know, the worst part is the loss of turn, but what do you want to do this round? No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can do something that last not much I can do. Do you want to crush uh, a potion for that turn that never happened? There's literally nothing I can do that would help. I have okay. no ability to hit these things. I have no... All my consumables, all my oil, magic weapon, uh, gone. 
So I'm just going to delay. Okay. I like it. I look around. I search. I search through the area for an, uh, for a potion of oil magic weapon. Yeah. Is that anybody? Just yelling to the townspeople. It is Karazor's turn. Karazor, you see that this thing has gone within the well. You can still see wisps of it, uh, but now uh, it's got a 50% miss chance. Um, 50%? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. So Karazor is going to kind of like dance around it to get a better angle with his lessened strength and his lack of... of uh, peripheral vision and he steps up into a square leaving his companion's room to attack it too and takes a swing oh natty 19 that's a critical that threat is a critical threat uh, wait they're immune to crits Ugh, damn it are, are they immune to crits no they're not immune to crits this is you, what oh, you I'm always sorry. get wrong yeah, right? yeah, yeah, they, yeah they're not they're not immune to crits I thought like incorporeal creatures were immune. Are they? They're incorporeal. Undead aren't. We oh, just said undead. this. Undead are not, but incorporeal undead are. are. Undead are not, but incorporeal are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, has no physical body. Uh, is immune to all non-magical. Yeah. If you have the ghost touch special property on your weapon or whatever, you can. Or you cast ghost touch on them and succeed, then you can crit them. But uh, I'm skimming through it fast, right. and I don't see that. But. We just said this on air. It, it, I read it right out of the book. And by book, I mean the online source resource right. document. All right, well, uh, they are immune to crits and sneak attack damage. Okay. Um, so here's, here's what I, I said. It's 50% mischance. It's not. Um, it has total cover uh, when okay. it's inside an object. But I said it wasn't fully inside, so I'm just going to give it a regular cover. It takes a 50% mischance if it tries to emerge and strike because it's striking from within the wall. Uh, so it would normally get total cover if it went into like a full-on wall. But in this case, where you can kind of see it, it's just going to get a bonus to its AC. So what was your roll? With uh, That was a 24. That is a hit. Okay. And that is 17 points of damage. And that is enough to kill it. Yes! Yeah! Oh, thank God. Thank Oh, I was just like dreading trying to hit this new AC. And like, oh, for God's sake. I'm sick to my stomach. It fades away into the mist. The body of this poor woman lies on the ground. Her neck exploded outwards, not unlike Catalina the Chandler, and not unlike perhaps all the other victims of Tallowthroat that walk and live in Carpad. But for how long? For how long will they roam about town before their throats explode and shadows emerge? You've all oh, given a piece of yourself to Zon Kuthan to heal strength damage. You are now inexorably linked to the Prince of Pain, and you know information about the Baron that you didn't know before. And we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah, we are fucking crushing it right now. Crushing it! Huge fight. Huge fight. Huge fight. We need some rest. We need to sleep. This has been a long-ass day. Oh, what a day. What a day. Am I right? stretch my shade room. I need some air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It wasn't for this bursitis thing. I don't know about you guys, we're about to crack some Bud Light seltzers in the Patreon exclusive after party. Come on and join us. Let's get a little champagne of beers out for a little competing brandage.
Glass Cannon Podcast SideQuest Side Sesh Series is a Glass Cannon Network production. Paizo Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo Inc. and are used with permission. The Glass Cannon Network is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Inc.